You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. I like your background. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, and welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here, for checking out the series. Of course, I hope you hit the subscribe button so you can keep up with uh, all the interviews that we put out. Three a week, in fact, a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. All the usual places that include Spotify and Apple Podcasts at uh, NPR, WFBK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. You can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with uh, recent guests have included Barry Manilow, the Hives. Uh, I talked to the filmmakers behind Landscape with Invisible Hand and They Clone Tyrone. Uh, Madison Beer stopped by. Fosia was here. Matthias Schweikoffer from the Gal Gadot movie Heart of Stone. Uh, Bethany Cosentino from Best Coast. We also had Victony. And of course, the 800th episode special that included uh, Josh Hami, Janelle Monet, Keanu Reeves, Suki Waterhouse, Rob Lowe, Monica Bellucci, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, just some recent guests and a reason why you should subscribe to the Kyle Meredith With podcast. 
That's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, I get to hang out with Adina Menzel. She is back with a brand new album called Drama Queen. Now, she's back with a lot of things, by the way. She's got she's got a new children's book. Uh, she's in the Netflix movie You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah uh, with Adam Sandler. Her clothing line continues to march on. Uh, but this is her first album of new original material uh, since 2016's self-titled record. It's called Drama Queen. And we're going to hear why she wanted to make a disco-inspired record and looking towards uh, some of her idols like Barbara Streisand and Donna Summer and Cher as inspirations. We'll hear about working with Nile Rodgers and Jake Shears and the forthcoming nature that she has that her songwriting partners definitely appreciate. And it's with that uh, we'll hear the stories behind songs Make Me Hate Me, Move and Beast, and why it was important for her to reclaim and reframe what being a drama queen means, especially coming from someone who says there's no need to apologize for having big, intense emotions. All that and more, we're talking drama queen. It's Kyle Meredith with Idina Menzel. Hi, that was a really nice introduction. Thank you. I'm going to use that for my ego today. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely true. Uh, everything that you've been a part of, whether we're talking... Broadway, music, or movies, and, and television, and of course, with your own work here, you've got a brand new record called Drama Queen that is so much fun to listen to. Thank you. And and I guess, well, let's let's start there, because because you've, you're have you always busy. I mean, and we'll talk about some other things, because you've got books out, you've got a clothing line going, like you're always busy, but you've always kind of catered to this part of your career as well. Um, it hasn't been since the uh, the self-titled record, which was what 2016, since you put out a proper record. Yeah. So, so why why the album now? What? How did we land here? I was sitting in quarantine. I was sitting in quarantine, um, and um, See, a little I bit think... more than you have our Kentucky accent. That's so close, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was um, thinking about what kind of album I would want to make, and just feeling like I've always adhered to other people's um ideas of what I should record and um I just didn't want to overthink it I just wanted to do what I wanted to do I wanted to make music that made people get up and dance where they didn't have to be as behaved as they um are in a theater for the most part um and um I wanted to but I knew that I wanted to still sing and thing big and dynamic and with my range and not reel that back in for sort of a vibey record necessarily um so i um i knew that dance and disco has always been a really supportive of women's voices and um having these great grooves on this undercurrent underneath you know uh i knew that it was sort of it's it's been done too it's not like it was going to be the hugest uh um transition or departure from for someone like me I mean the women that I've grown up listening to all had their moments I mean of course there was Donna Summer but uh, who's you know an incredible singer but even Barbara Streisand had a disco moment and you know Diana Ross and you have Gloria Gaynor and you have Cher who went back and did a dance album and had like some of her biggest success with that so um People are often asking me, oh, you know, it's just unexpected of you, but it, it didn't it didn't feel like it was such a huge leap. And then I'm friendly with Niall Rogers and I called him and I said, 
I want to do this. I want to do, you know, I want to do it with you. I want to, uh, what do you think? Do you, do you think this is this crazy? Can I get away with this? And he was just totally a yes man and um, a huge, a mentor for me on this and um, a huge advocate. And um, so I, so that's where I was. Working with Niall, especially, I mean, I watched that video of you all doing, it's, it's Paradise, right? That's the track you did? Uh-huh. Yeah, and you're, you're saying, Niall, do do Niall, <laughs> be yourself. Like, maybe we'll talk about that track specifically since we're here. Like, how easy is it for him just to pull that out like that? Because just watching him hit those, you know, guitar parts, like, it's nothing. I know. It seems pretty easy. I mean, all greats, you know, they make things that are hard seem effortless. But um, what I what I really loved about my experience with him was, you know, I knew, but seeing it up close was uh, just what a consummate musician he is. He's he's an arranger. He's a composer. He can compose for all instruments and um, and obviously do all styles of music. Which I'm I'm just so happy for him because you know, this young generation has really found their way back to him and they're all asking him to play on their album or write music with them. And so I just felt so lucky to be hanging out with him in his house in Connecticut in the studio. And and um, it was just one of those pinch me moments. Yeah, just thinking about, I mean, you're at the versatility, knowing what he's done. You could just throw a dart at any of those Bowie and B-52s and et cetera, et cetera. And not just him, but I mean, you worked with a lot of people. Uh, Jake Shears, buddy of mine. Jake uh, Shears. What, which one did you all do together? Oh, Jake Shears. Um, and I did Dramatic and a song that I love called A Funny Kind of Lonely. And we did it with this incredible producer, writer, Jim Elliott. And we, I had always wanted to work with him. I love Scissor Sisters and... Um, and I was in London and we had been trying to set it up. And then because I was in London and he was in London, it worked out. We were all in the studio together. We'd never met. We started writing dramatic. We all fell in love with each other. We hadn't really completely finished. Like we'd written the song, but we hadn't. There were a couple more lyrics we needed. And we certainly didn't have that much time to really record it. You know, it was just sort of on our voice memo. Um, and so then Jim, who lives in Wales, said, I'm so upset. I'm so sorry. I would stay an extra day, um, but I have to get home to my wife and my kids. And, and Jake said, well, we, we'll come home with you. And, um, and Jim took the train for whatever reason. He took the train and, and Jake and I rented a car and we drove six hours to Wales. And we just talked the whole way and we finished the lyrics and... Um, it was one of those just great creative experiences. And then when we got to Jim's and he fed us, um, then and we met his family and then we went down to his studio downstairs and then we started vibing and we wrote this other track, which I really um, hasn't been released yet, but um, it's called Funny Kind of Lonely. And it's actually one of the vocals that I'm most proud of that I've recorded in a long time. Now, Jake's one of the great nomads. Uh, that makes perfect sense that he would just be like, where are you going? So am I. I know. I, I don't know if I would have had the uh, balls to do that, but he did. <laughs> and we'll be right back right after this. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Edina Menzel. When you go into a record like this and, and you've picked your lane, you know, and you have the variations, the small variations between, but but you have a sound. You're like, this is going to be a disco record. Does that does that take the pressure off of songwriting? Or, or is it maybe the opposite? I mean, if it's if it's black and white. Mm, um, does it take the pressure off the songwriting? No, because the genre is one thing and then writing a great song is another thing, you know. I mean, I've certainly been around long enough and had enough albums that n- haven't seen the light of day that, um, you know, you can write the greatest song and it doesn't get out there or people don't think it's as great as you and the other musicians think it is. So uh, um, it's really hard, you know, to write a great song. Um, and I don't really, to be honest, I used to write songs, um, you know, mostly on my own, melody and lyrics on my own. Um, but I had done um, my first album like that. And then when I worked with Glenn Ballard, he was really supportive of me as a songwriter and pretty much forced me to go off and write everything on my own. But I, I don't really enjoy it that much. It's like, it's really hard for me to make decisions. I kind of like just kind of throwing in everything in the kitchen sink and, and, and letting someone else sort of pick and choose and say, Oh, that's your hook. And that's a great lyric. And I love that melody for the verse, you know, otherwise I just have the hardest time completing a song. Um, I, I loathe the way it feels. And this happens even when you're collaborating with people, obviously, but I loathe that feeling of the, the, the nighttime session where you think you've written something incredible and waking up in the morning and it sucks. I, I just, mm-hmm. it's just so upsetting to me. Um, but anyway, I, so now I surround myself with people I think are, are much more talented than me. And I, um, I get in the room with them and I do that thing. And I, I bring my little phone, my little recorder, and I um, put my ideas down and I bring it in and I bring lyrics and melodies and we talk and they love to work with me. They say, because I just kind of, I'm very uh, forthcoming with my life and my stories right off the bat. It doesn't take much to get me to just uh, spill it. And they, they find that really helpful. I guess some artists come in and, they're a little bit more guarded and they have to kind of draw it out. Me, I'm just like, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? So we could write a great song about it. What can I exploit about my life that, um, that will get us a great song. So it's just so much more fun to me to collaborate. And those moments are on here because, you know, we, we talk about the fun of the album. And by the way, I, I did want to say like, I know exactly what you mean because I talk about a lot, how, how great a 10 p.m. idea is versus how bad it is at 10 a.m. I deal with that a lot too. But those those moments of this record, because you know, you have the very fun moments that we're talking about. And then you get some songs on here, uh, Make Me Hate Me. Mm-hmm. Maybe the most poignant on the subject that we're talking about. Like, and I I don't I don't know 
like if there's a singular impetus for a song like that but but it I mean you're making a big statement where, where did that well one... that I wrote with Laura Veltz who is a Grammy winning songwriter and a good friend of mine um and she's one of the best lyricists I know and 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 top line writers and um I'm I'm those are one of the one of the lyrics I'm most proud of on the album I love the concept and it was early on too when I said I I think the album should be called Drama Queen and um this is the style and um and we came up with that uh i just i just uh i'm just really proud of that and it has mm, i like the melody but i love the sexiness of the of the track i think it's just um really raw and i like the lyric that's now i'm gonna pull it out of my butt to remember what is it the you make me out to be a sadistic drama queen you can make me hate me you can shit talk all you need like make a villain out of me but you can make me hate me I just I love it. it's angry I guess is what it is and um I feel like so often I have to be this role model and be you know really uplifting and hopeful for everybody and empowering and once in a while it's nice to just you know be able to have a little angst you know because that's I have that. <laughs> yeah, your you ought to know moments. It, it yes, I guess so. <laughs> it's it's interesting. It got me thinking about. I mean, everybody deals with this, but but especially when you're in a public eye. I mean, there's perceptions of who people think you are. There's reputations, and then there's the truth, right? Or I was watching something the other day that said it was a well, maybe it's a television show, and it started with it, it said you know that oh no, it's a it's the Joan Baez documentary. And it said, you know, people who live three lives, the public life, the private life, and then their secret life. Public, private, and secret. Yeah. Wow. So there's a difference between private and secret. That's, right. Yeah. I'm trying to because, think. Because mine. so much of your life, we live right here, you know, we're, yes. we're living in our head, right? Yeah. So like, mm -hmm. there's just some parts that even in your private life, those people aren't going to see. That they're not going to see. Um, and there are secrets and everybody has them as well. So... Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what <laughs> right now. Well, I'm sure we're not going to be hearing about them, or they wouldn't be secret. But yes, exactly. But just hearing about you know, like I, I think I'm I'm going wide on what you're talking about here, but but kind of taking that context in a song like this, and and even in 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 royalty, I think it was the bridge mm -hmm. of royalty. Like you mm -hmm. kind of hit on it there. In mm, yeah, I love that you that you've listened. <laughs> Thank you for listening. When I said it was a good record, I meant it. You know? Thank you. I, I believe it is a good record. Of course, what? how does the bridge go? It's so hard for me to just pull it out. Um, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, See, now, this is where I messed up and I didn't actually write down the lyrics. It's like I just made the mental note. Like, oh, right. Yeah, it's spiderwebs. Yeah. What? Oh, God. I got to bring it up. Um I don't know what it is right now. I can't think of it right now. I'll get it. Sorry. But anyway, it, it's it's interesting hearing you talk about that part. And and from just what you said, like that's why people love working with you because you just open it up. And, I do. Yeah. yeah, but it's selfish. It's so that I can get a great song. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Edina Menzel. It's also interesting the way, you know, on Move and on mm -hmm. Beast, mm -hmm. there's this look at me, mm -hmm. center stage. Yes. 
but it's not narcissistic. It's like empowerment. Like that could have been looked at like this is a narcissistic, but it seems like it comes across as empowering. Empowering or needy, you know. <laughs> Things can be both <laughs> multitudes, please, right? Please look at me. Um, it kind of is that, you know. I mean, it, it isn't needy. The way it's the way the music is is not needy, but it's it's um it's uh, both songs are um Move with me. It sounds like it's just a dance song, but the the really the meaning is about someone that's keeping you in their shadow and it's move for me, you know, get out of my way. So um, there's that, and then that sort of defiance, and then yeah, same thing with Beast is another one where it's just um, sort of rage and be, having compromised who I am for somebody else, you know. Um, so yeah, I guess there is there's a lot in there is, you know, it's called drama queen because I think that that word is, uh, you know, is sort of, it's looked at as a negative word. And I, I feel like I wanted to reframe it, reclaim it. Um, because it's, it's like, what's, why do we have to apologize for being someone that has really big, intense emotions? I mean, doesn't that make us more interesting, you know? And so you hear on the album, you hear the, fury and you hear the passion and you hear a little sexy and um funny and you hear it's sensitive you know you hear someone's really emotional so I think um and everybody has that so just sort of trying not to apologize for that you know well it does make for a fantastic record and it makes for a great skating album I'll also say that <laughs> you mean roller skating roller skating <laughs> This is a this yep. is a record that makes me want to roller skate. So <laughs> I wish I haven't done it in a while, but uh, I could do it again. It is. It's such a fun record, and the powerful moments are very powerful. And again, as I wrap up, um, just also noting that you got the book with Proud Mouse. You got the encore with the yes, you're so sweet to be to be exciting all this time. Yeah, everything all at once. But th thank you for putting the spotlight on the album and talking so in depth about the actual music because. It really means a lot to me. I feel like, you know, we get pigeonholed a lot, especially if we come from the theater and, um, you know, sort of the integrity and the credibility of um, doing this kind of music. And um, I think that, I don't know, I think I deserve to be heard with at least fresh, objective ears, you know. So um, I appreciate you making me feel cool and having me on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for taking the time to talk about it. Congrats on the record, too. Thank you. Talk to you soon. My thanks, Adina Menzel. The, uh, the new album is called Drama Queen. You can also look out for uh, her role in uh, You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. That's out now on Netflix as well. Thanks to Adina. Thanks to you for checking out the episode. Again, I do hope you hit that subscribe button if you enjoy what you heard. You get three of these every week, a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, to keep up with your favorite artists and discover the new ones at Spotify, Apple Podcast, at NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, anywhere you get your podcast from, you can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's four hours of your favorite classic tracks, the best in new music. We got anniversary spins, music news, bonus interviews, one of my most recent episodes. 
had the music of, uh, let's see here, Nirvana, Hole, Smashing Pumpkins, Metric, Elastica, Depeche Mode, Always, David Bowie, Prince, The Kills, Bob Dylan, Paul Weller, Slow Dive, and my interview with Keanu Reeves as we talked about his... uh, uh, reuniting with his band Dogstar after 20 years. Again, that's uh, just an w- example of what you get every weeknight at 6 p.m. at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, uh, all of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition of Kyle Meredith. And I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. That's not true. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.